Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning. Time is five, 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 six minutes, <laughs> six minutes past ten, and it is Wednesday, the twenty-third of November, twenty twenty-two. I said it. I said it two weeks ago. I said it last week, and I'm gonna say it today again. The year is over, man. What have you done? What have you not accomplished? Once again, those resolutions. Have you accomplished a single one? If you haven't, well. Don't feel bad. Next year's still around. You can try again. If you have accomplished any of them, from one to all of them, congratulations. You did a lot more than a lot of people. But that's not what we're here to do. We are here to have fun today. And we are going to Zimbabwe. That's right. We're going back to the Lemba community because I enjoyed our conversation so much last week. I just had to do it again. What do they say? If it's nice, you do it twice, right? The Zulu people the Zulu people say, Mukundi is multilingual these days. I speak Zulu now. Might as well change my name to Bafo, but it is gonna be a fun show. You should you should get in touch with me because that's rude if you don't. Three four five one nine is the SMS line. Oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine is the Telegram line. On air at highfm.com is how you email me, and at highfm is how you tweet me. That's everybody. You can communicate with me in four different ways. Let's have fun today. We're gonna we're gonna repeat our conversation we're going to continue our conversation actually if you got if you didn't get a chance to listen and if you missed it i get it people are busy you just don't have time on a wednesday afternoon at 10 at wednesday morning at 10 o'clock that is why we put the podcasts up just for you go onto the high fm website travel pursuit and listen to last week's episode catch up and then you can listen to this week's episode when you're done and don't just listen to that we have a lot of great shows on high fm that i'm certain you'll enjoy check them out as well this is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. This is Tribal Pursuit, the show where we go deep into Africa and we discover different Jewish communities, interact with them, learn about them, and of course, I play you great music from the continent of Africa. By the way, I'm having a good day today. I just had to tell you that. I'm having a good day, surprisingly so, because I woke up this morning at, well, not at 5 a.m., got here at 6 a.m., and something happened that usually, <laughs> when this usually happens, I know it's going to be a bad day. It's not going to be the best of days. I pushed on a pull door. Yes, I did, I did. Not my proudest moment. I pushed on a pull door, and I just, you know when you... <laughs> Until you figure, oh, wait, it's a pull. <laughs> that time you're too angry to just think about it and that just ruins your day and then it sets the tone and the mood for the rest of the day. Does that happen to everybody else or is it just me? Let me know. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the telegram line. On air at highfm.com is how you email me and at highfm is how you tweet me. Is there something that happens in the morning that just tells you what type of day you're going to have? For me, it's when I push on a pull door or pull on a push door. Either way, when that happens, I just know, oh my God, it's going to be one of those days. Anyway... 
that's my little rant of the morning. Time is 13 minutes past 10, 101.9 High FM, and we are going to discover what's happening in Africa. I got some stories for you starting in Senegal. The World Cup is happening. Why wouldn't I talk about it? Why wouldn't I talk about soccer? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Football. Why wouldn't I talk about football? Because the, enth- the enthusiasts and the purists out there will have my head if I call it soccer one more time. But it's a great sport. The world's favorite sport. Biggest sporting event in the world. But Africa is not doing so well. Our champions lost their first game. Our champions lost the first game. Senegal, 2-0. Down. Boom. Netherlands. But the Netherlands is a good team though. So at least we didn't lose to a bad team or anything. Not saying there's a bad team because if you qualified for the World Cup, that clearly means you are good and you deserve to be there because you had to qualify and beat a bunch of other teams. I just think it's sad. We lost to Netherlands. They haven't done anything relevant. Relevant. (laughs) English. They haven't done anything relevant in years. Last I heard about the Netherlands team was when they were in the World Cup in 2010. What did they reach? The finals? The semi-finals? Something. Something like that. They went very far. And that's the last I heard of them. Senegal, however, are the reigning defending African Cup of Nation champions. And they just lost 2-0. However, it's very important to, it's very important to say that best player was not on the field. That is right. The great Sadio Mane was injured. Is injured, rather. And I don't think he's gonna play this whole World Cup. So that's just, gonna be a bump i'm really rooting for senegal why because i'm biased and african simple anyway the netherlands kicked off their 2022 world cup campaign with a 2-0 win over the camp uh calf champions senegal already told you that eredivisie okay somebody say this name e-r-e-d-i-v-i-s-i-e E-R-E-D-I-V-I-S-I-E Eredivisie Top scorer Cody Gakpo Headed home in the 84th minute On his World Cup debut And Davy Klaassen Struck deep into injury time To give the Oranje A crucial win I like that I forgot that there's some Well I forgot that there's Dutch and Afrikaans So some words will seem familiar Thank you Mrs. Neymar That was also uh, Ecuador and Netherlands Are now joint leaders In Group A After both registering 2-0 wins In their respective openers They will face each other In the second group game On Friday Of course Ecuador beat The host Qatar In the In the In the In the Inaugural game Of the World Cup Look at me Using big words So that That's what happened Senegal lost and it's sad, but you know, it's just the first game. It's just one game. You can't win every game. So we'll get there. Hopefully we'll get there. We'll win and we will make this work. I have a message from my friend Gail who says, Sawana, Sawana, dear friend. I think that's right, Gail. Um, almost, almost, but I will take it. Sawana to you too. Sawana to you too, my friend. Uh, Burner Boy. Let's, let's talk music, the Grammys. Burna Boy and Thames have been nominated for the 65th Grammy Awards. I don't know if you remember my little rant or conversation about a month ago where I was telling you that the Grammys are being considered, are considering adding Afrobeats as a category in the Grammys. Now, that would have been a big step. That's a big step, but I think these guys are just nominated for just best international acts let me tell you the 2023 grammy award nominations have been announced and african stars thames burner boy rocky dawani and angelique kijo are all up for awards that is beautiful so many african names nigerian singer songwriter thames has been nominated for her writing on beyonce's renaissance album and for rapper drake's wait for you song which is nominated for record of the year burner boy has bagged his third grammy nomination in a row for best global music performance and is also nominated for his album love damini Beninese superstar Angelique Kijo has been nominated for several awards, including Best Global Music Album, making her a now 12-time Grammy nominee. 
How many wins does she have though? Afropop dancehall star Eddie Kenzo has become the first Ugandan artist to be nominated for the Grammys and South African artists Zex Bantwini and Nomkabu Zikode have also been nominated for their performances of hit single Vayete. The 65th edition of the Grammy Awards will take place next February in Los Angeles. That is really cool. How many names is that? I see at least, I saw at least six. I'm not gonna count them now. But it's really cool that African artists are getting all this recognition. But I re- I'd really love if the Grammys could consider adding, well, they, they're considering it, if they could actually add Afrobeats or any African genre really as a category. Because I'm not a fan of the internet, best international act, best global music. I feel like it's very boxed in. Cause that means it's just USA. And then the whole world, everybody isn't, is an international act or global act if that's the case, right? But then Adele is English and she gets nominated for album of the year, not best international act. How does that work? So can, so does that mean Burner Boy can also be nominated for album of the year if his album is good enough or sells enough? How does that work? How do they, how does the academy handle that situation? I'd really like to know. Let me know your opinion as well. Also, 3451 is the telegram. Wait, 34519. SMS line 061895 is the telegram line on air at highfm.com is the email and at highfm is Twitter. Let me know because I really think this is really important to establish. You know, where do we draw the line between global and just best global music and just music in general? Do we say just because they're from Africa, let's consider them global. Just because they're not from, they're just because they're not European or American, that means it's global. Isn't global all over the world? I know I'm not making sense right now, but I hope somebody understands what I'm trying to say. Lastly, there's a, there's a conversation. You're not, I love animals. And there's a conversation that is very sensitive in the country right now. Residents in Free State voluntarily hand over 20 pit bulls. Those poor dogs. Those good boys. Well, clearly some of them are not good boys. Now, uh, the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, SPCA, in the Free State said its, its residents voluntarily hand, handed over 20 pit bull dogs and puppies. This is one of many SPCAs are, across the country that has seen a surge in pit bulls being handed over following a call to surrender the pets. The animals came from the Pomolong community in Henneman. The dogs are being handed over after a surge in attacks with the, with the latest seeing an 8-year-old boy being killed in Henneman. The Pit Bull Federation of South Africa's Lynn Rautenbach's Rautenbach said it's better for the SPCA to handle the dogs instead of owners who don't have the know-how. There's a very... I get both sides of the spectrum. You know, at the same time, these dogs are clearly an aggressive breed of dog. They are very strong, very big, and when they do damage, they do damage. Unlike most dogs, these guys don't let go. Once they grab a hole, once their bite is in, they are in. And they don't let go until their target lack of a better word target or prey is dead now as a dog lover as well i know that pit bulls can be the goodest good boys in the world you know they can be sweethearts total sweethearts it just goes the onus is on the owner actually that's my opinion you have to train your dog if you know that my dog is a pit bull already the speak the breed itself is very aggressive so that's caution that's concern number one you have to make sure that whenever you're out in public your dog is always on a leash even if it's a sweetheart the mere fact that you're walking around with a pit bull means it's a danger it could be a possible danger to everybody but that's not just pit bulls we have big dogs all over the world rottweilers german shepherds we have dobermans where do we draw the line right and then on the other side we say 
yeah, but you can't just blame the dog for all of, all that's happening. Yeah, you kind of can. Because it's usually the pit bulls. Why is it always just the pit bull and not... You never hear anybody saying the, the neighbor's Great Dane mauled a child or the neighbor's Labrador. Okay, Labradors and Golden Retrievers, those are, those are the sweethearts. Good as good boys. We don't, we, don't say, we don't say anything about them. But do let me know what you think because I think personally... The pit bulls should be allowed to, to live and if people want to own pit bulls, then they can. However, it, they need to be very serious about training them. It needs to, it, there need to be guidelines. It need to be strict regulations if possible because I don't think the dogs did anything wrong. Sure, they killed a child, which is very sad. So prayers to the family, condolences. And that is, that is everything that I wanted to tell you. I wanted to talk about dogs and animals because as an animal lover, that was a concern of mine. That was a topic that I really wanted to talk to you about and also get what you think about it. As a music lover, I told you about the Grammys. So that's also very cool. I wanted to talk about that. And I've been meaning to do it for a while now. And then I cover the World Cup for all the soccer people out there because... It's the greatest sport in the world. I myself am not a soccer fan, but hey, to each his own, right? I still play FIFA till this day. 10.23 is the time. I feel like I've been talking for so long. Craig, I've been talking for a while, right? Craig just nodded. He's the man in studio pressing all the buttons, making sure that you can hear your friend Mukundi. Thank you, Craig. Gave me a thumbs up. Not a man in many words. I knew that would happen. 101.9, hi, FM. This is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mutao top of the morning and it is 10:27. meaning in a few minutes we will be speaking to a friend of the show mr tatra cohen remember him a friend of the show from last week yeah he's back because he said hey man call me call me i got more to say and i said hey come 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 my friend no problem eh? <laughs> we talk to everybody here on travel pursuit you got something to say we will listen to you in about a minute or so we will be talking to a friend of the show just gotta make sure everything is good on our side you know zoom and everything and this man is in another country so we gotta make sure he can hear me i can hear him but before we do that we gotta go to the stores we'll be back shortly this is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9, hi FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. We have a friend of the show today, Mr. Tetra Cohen. Mr. Cohen, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you today? All good, thank you. All good, thank you. I bet it's been a it's been a long seven days that you've been waiting to come back on the show, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it has been. <laughs> and um, the audience keep telling me that, but you didn't finish your interview. I said no, it's coming soon. Oh yes, part two. You know, we we're learning from Hollywood. Wait for part two, the sequel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so last week we talked about. The Limba, the Limba people and your travels going to see all these different people and all these different countries. But we never really got to talk about your customs and traditions as the Limba. Could you please tell me more about those, actually? Wow. Um, thank you for having me today. I will be so pleased to talk about that and I will give it as a summary. Um, the Limba have got so many traditions and um it could be surprising to many but the traditions and the customs they actually come from uh, the bible or from the holy scriptures or from the jewish book as we call it we actually call ourselves the people of the book 
So meaning that everything, almost everything, of course, uh, through interaction here and there, we might have gotten some of the things which were not originally Lemba, but um, the whole thing or the bigger part of what we do is uh, Lemba and it comes from the traditions of the House of Israel. So this, uh, I think in a summary, I would say it's a life cycle uh, full of traditions and, and customs. So since I say life cycle, it begins from uh, the day the child is born and um, is introduced to the Lemba tradition. For example, if it's a male child, uh, within some days, uh, in the past, we are told by our fathers that they used to circumcise the child, go through what is known as Brit Mila, um, or in Lemba we say Kumsasa. Um, so that would happen like uh, in the first eight days from uh, birth. Hmm. Then um, uh, later on, though, this became a challenge to practice because we suffered persecution like many other Jewish people. And um, from time to time, the Lemba leaders, community leaders through the Lemba Cultural Association, they've always been trying to find a way to practice this right, even uh, in all uh, difficulties. So you find today they may not really be doing uh, the British Mila, the circumcision of the male child on the eighth day as they used to, mm-hmm. but they make sure they do while the child is young. And uh, from there, you find uh, we also have uh, marriages, and our marriages usually, uh, you find that intermarriage is strictly prohibited, or it's not welcome. But if it happens, then there has to be conversion for the lady. But how do we normally marry? You find from the Lemba, like I said last time, there are 12 clans within the Lemba tribe. And um, so, for example, myself, I come 12? from the Sarif. Yeah, 12, 12 wow, clans. I was not aware of this. So, <laughs> thank you. So you find like myself, I come from the house of uh, the Sarif. So I cannot marry anybody coming from the Sarif. I can marry from these other 11 clans. And that's how we have always maintained marriage within ourselves um, as the Lemba. But if somebody is to marry outside, God forbid that happens, uh, the lady and the family would need to undergo conversion. And uh, it's quite a process, uh, but it's something that people have done in the past and still do to this day. Then you find we also and have... This, uh, and this I think, conversion, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Yes. And this conversion That's is, okay. is the process similar to when converting to Orthodox or, or Rabbinic Judaism? Of course, the Rabbinic one may seem to be a little bit more tense, but yeah, it is the similar process. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. You can, you can go on with the uh, customs. <laughs> Thank you. So um, from that is now in, in line of our marriage and so forth. Then another thing that makes most of our daily living is uh, the kosher or kashlut lifestyle. Or in um, in Nashona we say atijgimawuti, meaning we don't eat that which is profane. We only eat that which is holy. Ati. So we have a process called atijgimawuti. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're also learning your show now. now. Uh, I'm trying to learn, but I don't think I, I'm willing to bite my tongue on air. <laughs> <laughs> so you find uh, anything that is not biblically sanctioned uh, or anything that is not sanctioned by the Lemba tradition as food is considered um, unworthy eating or not fit to be eaten. Hmm. But anything that is um, worthy to eat, biblically sanctioned, and also sanctioned by the traditions of the Lemba people, which is the same traditions of the House of Israel, is considered kosher. 
Um, so you find that we, from the way we uh, keep our animals, our, the way we slaughter, how we drain the blood, the animals we eat, and so forth, um, that's also another part that distinguishes us from the rest of the people, especially here among the Bantu-speaking uh, people of Southern Africa. It also goes to the burial right. Uh, there are people who may be deserving of a Lemba burial. It's more like a Jewish burial. And uh, some may not be deserving. For example, if you are a Lemba male and you have not undergone through Brit Miller or through circumcision, it means you do not deserve uh, a Lemba burial. Uh, so there are a lot of things uh, which come under burial as part of the Lemba Jewish rite. Then um, you find also if um, a female child... You, they learn lots of traditions that have to do with kitchen relationship uh, to others and so forth. And another key thing amongst the women is the head covering. Mm. So uh, our women learn a lot about head covering from a very young age, and they practice this almost their entire life, even as the male children as well. Uh, from childhood, the first thing I think you have to learn is when you go for your Brit Miller, you are introduced to a kippah or a yamke or a skull cap, mm. uh, a small head covering. It may be a little bit similar to that one of Muslim. I've heard many people telling me, Assalamu alaikum, thinking I'm Muslim. <laughs> but I just say also, Assalamu salam, you know, because I know they're mistaking me for a Muslim, which is okay. Uh, the head covering is similar to that one of a Muslim, um, and um, we call it kasote um, uh, for the lemba. And uh, we wear this one throughout our entire life. Um, we also have a so, number of things. So like, with, the head, uh, yes. with the head coverings, the females, they don't have to be married. They don't have to be married to cover their head. They can cover their head whenever they want. For example, uh, for lemba tradition, you can't be... Uh, dealing with food and your head is not covering. Mm. Uh, this is mainly towards women who are usually handling food. So uh, it goes on in that. I know to this day uh, in Zimbabwe, especially people have got what they call Zambia. In Zambia, it's actually called Chitenge. And this is more like uh, a lower covering for the lady. Uh, it was not common in Zimbabwe. What was very common, especially among the Lemba, is the duke or the head covering uh, in English. Mm. Okay, so, so um, yes. Please. So in all these in all these different countries that you've been to and seen all these different Lemba people, do they all do the same thing with just different names, or do they all have their own practices? When it comes to the Lemba practices, they have the same thing almost everywhere I've been to, and uh, the only difference now is the exposure to rabbinic Judaism, to the modern-day Judaism. Mm -hmm. So the, the level of exposure to Judaism and their connectivity to the house of Israel, the modern-day house of Israel, may be slightly different in any, uh, in many levels. But in terms of Lemba uh, traditions and praxis, it's one and the same thing. And then I have a question about something you said a couple minutes ago. You said that if somebody in the Lemba wants to marry somebody outside of the Lemba, if, if a male marries the fe a female outside of the tribe or outside of the Lemba group, then the female would have to convert. What would happen if now the female doesn't convert or the mother or the wife doesn't convert? However, they proceed to have children. What, what do we call the children considering the fact that 
unlike rabbinic Judaism, you guys don't consider somebody Judaism because they're somebody Jewish. Sorry, you don't consider somebody Jewish because their mother is Jewish. You consider them Jewish and Nemba because their father is Jewish. How do how does that happen now? Uh, biblically, answering this uh, question, the child will, will still be Jewish and they have all the Jewish rights. Uh, why? Because when we see in the scripture, a child has always been counted after their fathers. So the child will still be, though among the Lemba, such a child may be a danger to the rest of the Lemba people. So we try by all means that when the child come to the point where they know they are able to take responsibility on their lives and actions, we try to bring them back to the Lemba fold apart from their father or mother's affiliation. And how would they be a danger to the community, if I may ask? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> they become a danger in the sense that um, they uh, they claim to be Lemba, but you know, uh, amongst us, the Lemba, if you are a Lemba, you are born Lemba, and you do not practice your Lemba traditions and your Lemba identity, and you're not proud of being a Lemba, you are as good as a, as a, we, we call our, uh, amongst today in, in the modern language, especially in Zimbabwe, they say, you are as good as Musenzi. In other words, you are as good as a Gentile because you are a Jew who, who has no effect among the Jewish people. So you are as good as Mshenji. And such a Lemba person is actually limited. They cannot be uh, entrusted with uh, kosher or kashrut to be able to make um, uh, food that is fit to be eaten in the community or in a family or uh, in the Lemba gathering. They have got so many limitations which they cannot do simply because they are not an observant Lemba. Mm -hmm. So in that case, to try and limit their activity, it is uh, an effort to try to make sure that they do not impose this or propagate this uh, uh, in observancy to the rest of the Lemba people. And what do they have? What does the child have to do to be considered a member, a full member of the Lemba community? Does the, does the child have to convert, or does the mother have to convert in in place of the child? What happens there? If the child is young, yes, the the mother has to convert and uh, follow. It's only today where we have seen, I think I would call them rebellious women, whereby they are married, they carry a name, and they just want to live different from uh, what these families value. I think women, what we see even throughout the scripture, there were people who have converted in into uh, the house of Israel. We see people like um, uh, Moab, who later on became uh, the matriarch even of uh, the Lord Messiah, Yeshua Jesus. So you find that uh, women have always converted, and when they converted, what was uh, expected of them is to uh, join the house of Israel and live according to the uh, values of the house of Israel. And not only that, but their sole responsibility was to raise the children according to the ways of their fathers. So if they have a child and they don't want to raise that child according to the ways of their father, it could be considered rebellion. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. And one more question before we, we before we stretch our legs and go on a break. I wanted to ask about Im the women. Yes. Because we all know uh, no Jew can live without a mikveh. Do you guys have those as well? Oh, yes, we do. Though, like uh, in the modern-day Lemba world, um, that has kind of uh, affected in the sense that um, uh, the faith uh, took over, I think, that part, that Lemba right, whereby um, 
most uh, in the faith like churches, uh, Islam and Judaism, uh, Christianity and so forth. You find the, the faith movement or the religious movement have taken that part. So you find mikvahs uh, and such things are being done as a religious rite rather than in the past where it was a limba rite. Mm, interesting, interesting. I just wanted to know if you guys do that as well. However, we do have to take a quick break, stretch our legs and consider and think about what you said. And this was Trouble Pursuit 101.9 High FM. We're talking to a friend of the show, Mr. Tetra Cohen, and he is a member of the Remba community. If you do have anything to say to him or if you want to ask him any questions, feel free to do so. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the telegram line on air at highfm.com. And you can email at highfm. Don't say I didn't tell you. We'll be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM. This is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning. Time is 1040. Wow, it just changed on me. 10.46. I was going to say 45. <laughs> Time is 10.45, <laughs> Wednesday, the 23rd of November, 2022. I just heard you laugh, Mr. Cohen, so that means you are still with us. I am just right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I've been thinking about this for a couple of days now. I went back and listened to our interview from last week, or to our conversation, rather, from last week. And you said something that got me thinking. You said that you went out and looked for people and you told them, hey, you guys, you guys are the Lemba people here. That means you guys are Jewish. And some of them weren't Jewish before and they took a while to accept that, right? Yeah, they did. I just wanted it's to a, ask. Come on. Yes. Oh, common. Sorry. Go on. Oh, I mean, it's a common thing actually for uh, some to take a bit longer, but eventually they do. Yes. All right. With that being said, isn't that to some degree, isn't that evangelizing to some degree, which we know is not what Judaism is about? Well, that's um, a good thing. Uh, I'll tell you something. They, among the Jewish people today, you find there's, uh, among the Jewish organization, rather, uh, there's uh, Chabad. Chabad is um, a very huge Jewish organization, and they're actually the number one in terms of evangelizing. Now, how do they evangelize? They actually target the Jewish people. Like among the Lemba, they've been there. There's also another one called uh, Kulanu. Uh, mm -hmm. Most Christians may not know about them, but they're busy evangelizing to the Lemba. They even have their Kulanu synagogues in Arara and many other places in Mashingo and so forth. That's evangelizing to the Jewish people. When we say Jews don't evangelize, we mean to the rest of the people. Uh, to the Lemba, for example, the Lemba are called to, they belong to the Kohanim, to the priest family. So their job is to make sure they teach the house of Israel. So yes, Lemba should evangelize to themselves and eventually uh, be able to stand and teach the house of Israel to return back to the Lord. Uh, okay, okay. So according to, so according to my understanding, it is evangelizing. However, when you consider the fact that you're talking to other Jewish people. You're just letting, them, you're just reminding them of their identity. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Aren't some of them hesitant though? I mean, I, if a stranger were to come to my home and tell me, "Hey, man, 
you you are a certain type of person or this is who you are supposed to be i'd be kind of hesitant to follow that person and actually listen to them how how do, how does that work okay all right so there's actually a strategy in how we do this of course we do it prayerfully we don't just walk in and in any new environment and we, we take some time to pray, especially myself. Then mm. eventually, I already know that uh, the Lord has sent me for the people, especially for the Jewish people. So I have this confidence with me already. But what I do now in terms of strategy, uh, you find it's more like fishing. And this is what Yeshua or Jesus said, that I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, you got to have a strategy for you to be able to fish one. So when I go in places like that, I don't even talk about my faith, my belief, and so forth. I make sure I establish that we are one, and I use traditions, customs, uh, family trees, and um, we talk a lot, you know, just general chatting, and eventually they begin to open up. And um, some of them even do, there are a lot of things we do, like um, in Hebrew they are called silicots. The Lemba have got a lot of silicots, which are more like poems. So we, we chant our Lemba poems, uh, sometimes in Aramaic, in uh, parts of Hebrew, some of them in Shona, in, um, in, uh, in, uh, this, uh, other language from Tanzania. So you find we chant all these things and we, we create a familiar ground. Then eventually I change. I say, look, guys, you are Jewish. They said, what? And we begin to talk along those terms. Mm. So I think it's a strategy now. And so you you approach them as friends and let and talk to them first. Yes, you have right. to talk to them. You you can't unless they trust what you are going to say. All right, all right. And I heard you, I hear you mentioning Jesus, and this is this is kind of uh, not necessarily controversial, but this is a risky question. We know that. In rabbinic Judaism or Orthodox Judaism, Jesus is not accepted yes. as the Messiah. But I hear you talk about him a lot. And also, I think this might just be because of your Christian background as well. But do remember people believe in Jesus as the Messiah? Like I mentioned earlier, I think uh, just to uh, put it straight about Jesus, when I say Jesus, actually I say it usually after Yeshua. I normally call him Yeshua, but because I understand the setting here, the people... Uh, I'm talking to most of them may not really know him as Yeshua. They uh, probably know him as Jesus, but we all know that they are referring to the same person. Unfortunately, due to translation and transliteration, uh, the name Yeshua was changed and uh, later on became Jesus in line of translation. That was not necessary, though. We all know that. But... Um, uh, coming back to whether the Jewish people believe in Jesus or they don't or they never believe, I would really disagree uh, when we look in that. Uh, if you go back in history, you would find that history would uh, prove me right in this fact. For example, you are reading the book of uh, the narrations of the history during the time of uh, Yeshua, Jesus, whether you like to read from the scripture or you like to read extra biblical material, uh, like Jewish literature, for example, this great historian Josephus, you would see that uh, Yeshua actually lived and he had a lot of following. And uh, most of these, or almost all of these followers were uh, Jews. It's only later in the book of Acts where we see, like from chapter 15, where now Gentiles or believers from the nations begin to follow him at such number. 
and uh, it came as a shock to the Jewish people. And the question in the book of Acts 15 was, what should we do with these Gentiles who are now also following Yeshua? So according to history, the normal Jewish thing to do was to believe in Yeshua. Uh, but today now it is made to look like it is not Jewish to follow or to believe in Yeshua. I think uh, we just need to refer back to history and correct that recent error. Wow. Okay, okay. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. We're speaking to a friend of the show, Mr. Tetra Cohen. Unfortunately, I see that we don't have a lot of time. Mr. Cohen, is there... I just wanted to ask, is there progress with the community? Is, is it growing? And also, where do you hope to see the community five, ten years from now? Oh, brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, I think I'll refer you to what the Lord actually said to Prophet Zephaniah in the book of uh, Zephaniah 3, verse 10. It talks about the dispersed of the Lord, and it seemed to pinpoint exactly where the lamb are going to be in the southern Africa, if you read that verse uh, properly in a good translation. So you see that this is not just happening randomly. It's something the Lord already spoke about to Zephaniah before even any scripture of the New Testament was written. Uh, so we are just here fulfilling uh, the prophecy, which was already spoken about the lamb people and eventually uh, for the Jewish people as a whole. Now, looking at um, what I expect to see among the Lemba, I think the most important thing is for them to return even to the Holy Land itself, Haaretz Israel. Why do I say this? Because so long we are out of Israel, we are not home. So there is need for in what is known in, among the Jewish people to make as a aliyah or a return. So I expect among the great things which I need to see, like building of the synagogues, the lemba being restored, their lifestyle and everything, amongst those things, another major thing I expect is for the lemba to make aliyah, to return back to their home in the Holy Land in Israel. No wonder we are called today uh, Basena, or we are also called Lemba or Baremba. It's simply a reminder that we are sojourners. We have been moving to and fro, but it's time we return back home. Beautiful, beautiful. Mr. Cohen, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. That was Mr. Tatra Cohen of the Lemba community. This is 101.9 High FM. Tribal Pursuit is the name of the show. We will be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Time is 10.56 and unfortunately that means we are out of time. But I hope you enjoyed our conversation with our friend of the show. I hope you enjoy the show in whole and tune in in seven short days if you did. If you didn't, tune in again. I bet I can change your mind. Do not go anywhere. We have, we have Yolandi Baker. Sorry about that. <laughs> we have Yolandi Baker with Bump and Beyond telling you about babies and everything in between. And as always, until next time, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>